Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of the Pixie Dust Podcast. Annie Fry here, your host with uh, my my newest co-host of sorts, my husband. Hi. Hi, Annie. How are you? I love you. Oh, all right, we're done here. Uh, it's it's interesting to have you on. I've never have I ever interviewed you long form. No, no, you have not. So I for for a living, I host a radio show. It's very news oriented, politics oriented as a talk show, and I developed this Pixie Dust podcast because I have recently developed a love. Uh, a passionate love for Disney World, and I share that with my husband. So I talk about this Disney World stuff on this podcast because I love it, and this podcast is centered towards people who may not know everything about Disney World, but my normal co-host, Erica Murphy, who is uh, with Magic Expeditions, great travel agent. If you're looking for someone to book uh, your next trip, highly encourage you to check out Erica's Facebook page. You can also check out the Pixie Dust Podcast Facebook page. It's new. We're excited about it. Um, but my newfound love for Disney is Disney World, I would say specifically. We share that. We have that in common. Absolutely. We have been to Disney World twice, so each of the last two summers, and we actually snuck away, just you and I, recently, this spring. Very sneaky. Yes, very sneaky. Um, to do a little more in-depth research at Disney and just to kind of see how it's like uh, for the two of us. Mm -hmm. Um, See some things that we haven't necessarily done with the kids before, and we had a great time. So the reason why I wanted to have you come on here now is to discuss a little bit. My husband's name is Jared, Jared Fry, so welcome to the show, is kind of how we came to love Disney World kind of snuck up on us. Absolutely, it did. You had this idea of let's go to Disney World. We have, the kids would love it. It will be fun. And I was kind of skeptical. I think about crowds and summer heat as a teacher. I can only go in the summer, really. That's like for a long family vacation. That's the only option. Um, but we started looking into it, and it turned out to be just the best time ever. So okay, so I am thirty six. You're fifty two. Ouch. <laughs> 37. Um, there's nothing wrong with being 52. No, there's not. <laughs> you just skipped 20 years there. Um, so we're in our late 30s. We have three kids. 10, which according to Disney is now means he's an adult. He has not got that memo yet. And seven, turning eight in the summer, and a four-year-old now, just recently turned four. So we had, in 2018, we had a series of really 
good things happen to our family. And I would say even a little bit of extra like behind the scenes stuff, some positive things that happened to our family after we had some not so positive things happen to our family. So we were like, we were owed a good one. Yeah, we'd been through a lot uh, more downs than ups, at least at that moment in time as a family. And it was a great opportunity to just spend some time with just us Mm -hmm. and enjoy each other and make some really, really wonderful memories together. So in the midst of, uh, you know, losing some relationships that we had had and and having to go in different directions in our our life as a family and, and, and find some new connections out there, we had invested a lot of our time leading up to our first Disney World trip we spent some time with with our kids. We kind of just like decided to get down to brass tacks and focus on us. And uh, in the spring of 2018, I got the full time radio show, which was a really exciting thing. It was it was a raise. It was a boost. And we had never we at that point. Let's see, 2018. We'd been married for 11 years, 10 and a half at the time. Yes, 10 and a half years with three kids and we had never taken like a just an us vacation anywhere no that we like to take the kids to do things to see experiences um we'd never had the financial wherewithal or the ability um we've done a lot of small things uh visiting lake of the ozarks or branson for a long weekend but never a here we go we're gonna disappear and be gone for a week um, to anywhere, and we chose Disney. So that was a new experience for everybody, and it was really fun and exciting. I've said so many times, people say, oh, you know, what are you going on vacation this summer? Are you doing anything this summer? And I'd be like, we're going to Disney. And then I would say, but we're not Disney people. You have you get this idea in your brain. I think in some people who are listening, because maybe they know me from the radio show, or they know us personally, uh you know, I, I feel like you, you could get into your brain when you don't understand something, you you kind of cheapen it with what you assume and you don't really, it's hard to see it from somebody else's perspective. So Disney World to me sounded like, okay, every, you know, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? I'm going to Disney World. Of course you are because you can and you're a bazillionaire and that's just what you would do the next day. So Disney World to me seemed like, an insanely expensive place to go. And I thought that upon arriving at Disney World, I would be accosted by Mickey Mouse like every corner I turn around. Like, oh, there he is again. Oh, there he is again. Oh, hi. You know, like, hi again. <laughs> and I, w- I wasn't for that. But my kids, our kids, since <laughs> since I can say that, um, our kids adore Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and and the Disney Channel Disney Junior or the, or your classic Disney movies the new ones that came out. So I think I don't know if you feel the same way, but I felt like this was something that we were doing this for our kids. Absolutely, uh, first and foremost for the kids. Um, we, as far as being Disney people, were certainly not at that point in time. We probably are now. Um, we are. To- I have a Disney podcast. Uh, there is definitely, or there was in my mind, as apparently in yours, a um, a stereotype or a thought of what it meant to be a Disney person, and I didn't want to be that. I was afraid of that. Um, I absolutely was afraid of the cost of Disney World. It seemed like this 
$10,000 vacation or um, this thing that would just balloon into more and more expenses. And then you talk about how you get there and the travel expenses and the time. And it just felt completely overwhelming. And then somewhere in the back of my mind, maybe further in the front than I wanted to realize or to um, mention, I could hear my dad, who probably <laughs> sounded a little bit like Donald Duck at that point in time, yelling about Disney World. My dad's not a crowd person. He's not a ride person. He is not a fly person. Um, and he is certainly a frugal person. So all of those things, I am certain, were weighing in. And it was a very... Um, at, when you first mentioned it, it was a very w- overwhelming thought of how do we make this happen and, and can we do it? I think an important asterisk on everything you just said there is that your dad went to Disney World with us our last vacation and loved it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I had been um, one time in my entire life before we went in 2018 and I would have been, what, 34 or 35 at that point in time, I guess. And I was five years old the first time I went and all I remember is my dad not wanting to do like any of the rides and how fast can we get out of this crowded park and how hot it was and then we took him last summer and he had one of the best times of his life and being a grandpa is different absolutely he was not directly responsible for any of the children that were running around Disney World with him at that moment in time he could offer them um, piggyback rides or rides on his scooter or um, anything else that he wanted to, treats, um, or a nap, not um, trying to keep kids on a leash or push a stroller. So when when you go, when you start planning your first trip, we planned our first trip without a, a travel planner. I was the travel planner. I did not know what I was doing. I'm a big researcher, so to speak. Did a lot of YouTubing, read a lot of articles, found a lot of websites, absorbed as much as I could. And we started planning that trip, I think it was the end of May when we started planning it. And we went in the end, like mid-July, I think. I think you're absolutely right about that. I remember when you brought it up, I was like, okay. So, and then we started looking into it. And you definitely did more of the research than I did. It took me longer to get on board that train. And then when we started looking into how early in advance we could have or should have been planning, it w- almost felt like, well, we can't do it now because there's no time. But we we did it. You did it mostly. And it was awesome. I think that one of the things that is interesting about planning a trip like that, especially when you don't know, you could, you could, I don't know that you could ever find yourself knowing everything, but because there is an infinite amount. There's, there's another person out there doing a podcast just like this. Not just like this. This one's extra special. There's just a little extra pixie dust about it. Get it? Um, I think that you can research and you can watch and you can read and you can ask questions, but you never know what you don't know. So you have to go the first time, give it the best college try. And I, the thing that I learned the most from our first trip was there is a lot of very common advice for first-time Disney World trips. And 80% of it is spot on. But you cannot take that advice and not to take account your own family. Like, you, you, ha- you have to be able to know your limitations. When people say... Your kids are going to need to take naps at 1 p.m. Well, maybe your kids don't need to take naps at 1 p.m. We did a, uh, 
I guess a rope drop to fireworks is the way they talk about it, but that's basically from the time before the park is open to being shooed out at the end in Magic Kingdom, our first trip there. And was it our last day there, maybe? We were in the Magic Kingdom the whole day. And the kids did it the whole day. Like, I don't think they could do that back to back to back. But that's what worked with our family. And you have to be able to take in all of the advice that is given, and you have to be able to say, okay, this is a consistent thing that I'm hearing from all of the quote-unquote experts. How does this apply to my family? And not be afraid to, you know, if if you know that your family is going to need downtime, if you know you're going to need pool time, if people say, like, don't worry at all about the resort you're in, if you're going to spend all day in the parks, you need to stay here or there, if you know that that doesn't match up 100% with what you want to do, you still need to consider yourself. And I, I would say, so the first trip I planned pretty much, I told you what we were doing and you, you weighed in, but it required so much research on my part in such a quick time that I really had to report to you more so than, and, and you were like, yes, okay, nod head, let's do. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing the research, like the intensive research for that trip. Once we figured out how much it took to plan it felt almost like we were back in college, like trying to get an end of the semester project done because there were so many options and so many thoughts and so much advice and sometimes conflicting advice where you're trying to put together the best thing for you. And then at one point, I remember you looking at me and just saying, but we got to do what's best for us. And that's so true. We were blessed to have some people close to us, friends and family who are more Dis- much more Disney people and were then and could say, well, we liked this and our kids like that. And that helped. Um, but at the end of the day, our kids don't function like everybody else's kids and nobody else's kids function like ours. And for us to be able to take them from 7 a.m. in the morning on Eastern time, which is 6 a.m. our time, <laughs> till um, 10.30 Eastern time at 9.30 our time, with no stops was a remarkable thing to see. And they had, they enjoyed every last second of Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And, you know, we did, we employed a few things our first trip that I probably researched and decided what I thought would work for our family. Like using, I invested more time and money in table service dining because we had, Evelyn was two Mm -hmm. at the time. So that's the reason we went when we did, because we could squeak her in as a, a, a non-paying participant at two years old. So, and and so now she's four and my son is 10. So he's, like I said, he's an adult in Disney's eyes. But using those sit-down opportunities as a break as in the day, an air-conditioned, out-of-the-sun rejuvenation, that would work for our family. And there were times when we were in the park and we were like, we had this, but we're not going to do that. It, it, you could you could still you schedule everything i mean you're you're what are we going to eat for lunch 6 months away like that's a crazy conversation to have in most contexts and disney you better know if you want to eat there you got to know and so that it, it makes it makes it seem i think to first timers it's like whoa, whoa, whoa i don't i don't know that i want to dedicate i don't want to be planning out like that doesn't feel like a vacation to me that is, yeah, I uh, I 100% remember having those thoughts. Um, and yeah, but you're nervous about everything. I am, but I also, <laughs> when I, like, my ideal vacation is to go to a cabin somewhere with very little access to electricity or internet. And, it's just like Disney. 
You can stay sit, in a cabin at Disney. Sit on a boat and, you know, uh, just go mind-numbingly still for a long time. The little opposite of Disney World. And to to plan so much so far in advance um, with a wonderful spreadsheet that my wife created, I might add. Um, very pretty. Which is very helpful. It's got a lot of colors. Um, I look at be, it when I'm sad. <laughs> to be able to be flexible and know that this is what we want to do. And we're going to do... We're going to book all this stuff in advance. And if we want to go sit and our kids want to eat Mickey waffles with Mickey at chef Mickey's and we're going to, we're going to book that so they can do it. And if we don't want to do it because we're tired of eating Mickey waffles, then we're just going to cancel it and go somewhere else or do something else. So let's compare our first trip of me, like absorbing everything I can to our second trip where I had connected with Erica at work who we used to work together at the same radio station I connected with Erica and I found out she like she overheard me talking about Disney and she was like drawn to me like a moth to the flame. And then and she's probably mostly responsible for my excessive passion for all things Walt Disney World. It is my literal happy place. It's where I think about going. It's where I want to go. It's where I will be when I am the most happy because I'm with the people who I care about. I'm with you, Jared. I'm with our kids, with my parents who were supposed to go with us this summer and your parents who went with us and your siblings. I mean, like, it's just in general, the place that I feel like makes me the most happy. And so Erica had that certainly. And so, and she's the normal co-host I have for this. What it's been like to have somebody who is that advocate. Are you getting teary? Yeah, a little bit. You're getting teary? You sparked a memory. Well, you talk about being a happy This place. is a podcast. I know. And you're getting teary. Like, how are you? Dude. Well, I didn't even... T- like, this... You, nobody can even see this. Um, I'm kind of glad you are, so I didn't call you out. And you're like, no, this isn't sentimental at all. Well, when you talk about um, family and happy places and memories, the best memory I have... I think the moment I realized I could be all in at Disney was when we took our kids on the first trip... My brother and sister-in-law and his kids live in Florida, and they have annual passes, and we arranged for them to come and meet us and surprise the kids. And I'm remembering right now, I can see it in my face, turning around, knowing they were in the park, knowing where we were going to meet them, and walking back to them, and the look on Charlie and Jensen's faces when they saw them. Because we hadn't seen them in mm, six months or a year. A long time. So, um, and knowing that we were going to be there with them for like the next two or three days, and... It's just an amazing memory. Yeah, it was. It was fun. We were right by the mine train. I remember where we were when that took place. I, I, I think that the thing that is interesting to me about... Um, I'm going to get back to the Erica thing, too, because I think there there is definitely... I planned the first vacation without a travel agent, and it went great. I think I got 48% lucky, because I worked really hard. But 40, I, there's a big portion of, oh, wow, okay... Um, but planning with a, a Disney travel agent makes a big difference, which is why we use Erica Murphy magic expeditions. Um, I think that the thing I want people to understand is that if you were at Disney world 30 years ago, when your kids were there, it's not the same. Like my memory of being there, I think I was there in 90, 1990 and you were there like maybe the year before or yeah, something. It was a very similar time frame. And we were with our families. It's just, it's just different. And I'm not saying that it wasn't fantastic back then, but I was a kid. And it is stressful to go into a place like that with kids. You have to get into a frame of mind. 
Absolutely. Uh, totally agree with that. Um, the, the usage of Erica, her knowledge and her ability to help with things has extended our ability to have fun and relax on vacation even more. Um, I remember the first time we went, I, we did get lucky. One of the reasons I think we've gone back so many times is because that first time, even after that crunch of planning, we got to do pretty much everything we wanted to do. We were like, this isn't so bad. It wasn't, wasn't all that hard. Um, but then to have, um, a travel agent who can do anything that you wanted to do whenever you wanted to do, and will sit on hold for you for 45 minutes or an hour, or even rearrange your stuff while you're at the park. So you can go have fun with your kids, especially in a time like this. Oh man. I mean, I've, I've heard from Erica, so many conversations of her trying to rework things. You know, we're all, if you're paying any attention to Disney world right now, you know that it's closed and, when is it going to open? It is the biggest question on people who have, even if you're not like anticipating going to Disney World in the near future, there's something that brightens your heart knowing that it's going on. Like I could pick up right now if I wanted to, but I've got some stuff to do. But knowing that there are kids piling on Dumbo and there are people watching Happily Ever After, you can tune in on any given night and watch a bunch of YouTubers who are doing live streams from the parks and you can just watch people walk through and get on the People Mover or walk through Hollywood Studios and see the Star Wars stuff that is there. Something about it being up and running makes it feel familiar. And for folks that are looking to book a trip right now and they don't know what to do, Erica is their advocate and and ha- she knows the trips that are going to be like, or the, the offers that are going to be out there, the promotions that are going to be out there. She can hook you up with it. She can move things around for you. Like, I can't imagine having, if, if we would have done this first trip this year and I would have planned everything. And then I would have had to be the one who was on hold. I mean, hours on hold in some cases initially, I don't know if that's still the case. I, I it would take imagine. the fun out of it. It would be, it would be overwhelming and maybe overbearing to a point where you just wanted to cancel. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being in that position right now, knowing that you're trying to do something for your kids, for your family to bring up, you know, a smile to their faces. And it's so stressful at that moment that you're like, eh, maybe we just go some other time. That would be sad. Mm-hmm. Er- having someone like Erica who will sit on the phone for, she did it for my parents. She's done it for my siblings. She'll take Cousins, care of your parents. Yeah. yeah. It's, she is so happy. She's almost, she might be as happy for the people she <laughs> is planning the vacation for as they are about going. Yeah. She's so excited about doing Disney vacations and helping people go to a place she loves and then go to the place that we love. So I want to ask you about, some of the thing, like, let's talk a little bit more about moments that we had, just like jog your memory about things that took place. We went in the summer, mid July of 2018. We went in late July in 2019. And then we went again, just the two of us in early February. So, and, and we have since become going from, oh, we're going to Disney, but we're not Disney people. We've become annual pass holders. We've become DVC members. And we are booking our first, we have our first trip booked to, uh, go come coming home. Was that what they call Welcome home. Welcome visit. home. Yeah. I was like, that's not right. Um, our welcome home visit is in the end of July. It's going to happen. I need it to happen. I don't have any information, but in my mind, there's no way it doesn't happen. We're going. Yeah. It's, you know, parks closed. Moose out front should have told you. I will be Clark Griswold going crazy, trying to get into the park. 
No, I won't. Don't call the police on me. But that's that's the image in my mind right now. So what was so like addicting and, and, and kind of intoxicating for me about Disney World was the just utter perfection with how Disney approaches everything. Everything isn't perfect. It's as close as it can possibly be to perfect, but things do go wrong at Disney World. But it's the approach to how they manage you. Like, you the guest. You're not a customer. You're a guest. You're their guest. You are the most important person in that equation. Some people abuse that. Of course they do. But with that mentality that Disney approaches it, like, you can, I'm sure that you can think of other vacations that you've been on where maybe, you know, you went wherever you went. And you you probably remember as many, if not more, things that, you know, quote unquote, went wrong. Or, oh, the waitress at that restaurant, she was really awful. Or we went to this place and and that guy was really a big jerk. You know, those things, because of, of the way we are as humans, tend to stick out. When something goes wrong at Disney, when your ride breaks down, when something breaks, when life happens and it gets in the way. Disney anticipates that happening. They don't just wait for it to happen. They anticipate it happening and they plus up your vacation because of it. So when you leave, maybe I've been had. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I've been had. When you leave Disney World, they make you feel so good about your time spent there and they blow your mind with how good their customer service is, their guest experiences. Uh, team is that you want to tell people about it oh my gosh that and so much more um they do things disney the disney way which is the best way they can do everything for every individual person in that park um i we you start talking about memories or like happy high points or happy spots or highlights from our memory from yeah, our some trips and well i was thinking about all the things that have happened like just watching our kids or whatever but then you talk about all the the way disney makes things better or fixes stuff like when we got stuck in the rainstorm and they gave tell, you tell a story okay so last summer we were leaving or it was checkout day we'd already checked out last day of, of the a, resort eight night nine day trip i think that's correct staying at riverside Yes, Port Orleans, Riverside, and we took a day to just relax. We'd been to the parks. We came back. What did we do that morning? Epcot? Uh, Seems like we always do Epcot on our last day. I don't know why. It might have been. We probably did Akershus Breakfast and mm. rode Frozen Ever After. That's what we did. I remember that. And then, so My we're back, <laughs> back at the park, or back at the resort. We got some lunch. We were going to um, hang out at the pool, let the kids swim, until it was time to leave, and we could catch Magical Express and get, go back to the, to the airport. And I think we were supposed to get on the Magical Express between five and six. That sounds about right. We, we had, had a late the last flight. flight out. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they closed down the pool. I think something was I, in it. We were at the pool at like two o'clock. Yeah, we thought we were going to have a couple hours to swim. Yeah, something was in it. We don't know what was in it, but they closed. <laughs> they made everybody get out. Um, I'm channeling Caddyshack memories. Um, <laughs> we don't know. We but we don't we don't have any idea. And 
before they let people back in the pool, or as I guess maybe as they were getting letting people back in the pool, you could see the thunderheads rolling in, and you could hear the rumbles of the storm coming. It happened very quickly. It was so fast. I mean, we grow up. We live in the Midwest. So I've seen storms roll in, and I've seen it come up fast. Yeah, we know it's coming. We can tell. We, we're we good at that. We're country folks, and we, we know to watch the sky and to tell when a storm's coming. And it was two minutes from the time we said, we need to get our stuff and get out of here before the storm gets here. And it opened up like you were standing under a fire hose. So we're, we're Jared was in the pool with the kids. Correct. I'd been swimming with the kids. And I was staying out. I was dry. I had, we, we had, for a moment, we had stored all of our luggage because you can like put it at Bell Services. So it was out of our room because we had checked out of rooms. We didn't have a room to go to. And Bell Services holds it to put it on the Magical Express when the Magical Express comes. So I had one carry on that I had packed with a clean outfit for everybody. So that when we got done swimming, I could take all of the clothes that the kids were wearing, that Jared was wearing, and if I just, I had had my swimsuit in case I wanted to swim, but I didn't, um, we could all get on the plane fresh. There's something nice about being fresh when you go home and clean clothes and everything. So I have our carry-on next to me, and we're like, okay, let's go, kids. Let's get going. So we pick up our towels. Kids are getting dried off, and we start kind of picking up the pace a little bit and hustling. We got the stroller. The stroller was out because Evelyn was three, so yeah. she went everywhere in a stroller. So we're pushing the stroller. We get out of the pool, and we're leaving the pool, the big pool there at uh, Riverside, and we're hustling to where the restaurant is. Mm-hmm. What's the restaurant? Boat Rides. Yes, Boat Rides and the food court, that area. And we're hustling, and we get... There's a bridge there. A long bridge. And we're on the bridge, and it is just like hellfire from the sky it opens up and dumps on us to the point where we quit running because we could not have been any wetter i remember that this i can still see the sunshine and the glare in my eyes while i'm running across that bridge yeah. trying to figure out where is all the rain coming from while it's still sunny it's out. thundering it's lightning the kids are screaming they were scared out of their minds it was kind of scary i mean like as far as being out in a thunderstorm goes it was not ideal evelyn was in the stroller getting pelted in the face as i pushed her across the bridge we um had the stroller there, the stroller we needed to take to the airport. It was drenched. Yeah. We had no room, so we couldn't go get dry. And I had my carry-on. So thank God I go in and I pack up, had packed up all of his clothes so we can go into the bathroom, we can towel off, and we can get clean and dry. And we spent a very long, we've, there was a really wonderful cast member who came out of the lobby and she was asking if we needed any help. We didn't have towels. The towels were all at the pool. They were soaked. They couldn't go get dry towels for us. They didn't have towels around the lobby. Like, she spent 15 or 20 minutes just trying to find towels for us. But they went to get towels. Yes, Like, she she was searching specifically for us. I think she might have been in, like, management, too. Um, Yeah, she was from the, like, guest services people Mm -hmm. that check you in. They have, like, some people they call concierge people that will take care of you and do uh, rides and things, or not rides, but like rides across property and other locations. And she worked tirelessly for us for probably she about finally got an us hour. Some, she, she got us some towels after about 15 minutes. So Jared is in the one bathroom with our son. And I had the two girls and I'm, I open up the suitcase and I'm divvying out everybody's outfit. Everybody gets dry, everybody gets clean, and I'm finally going to take care of myself. And I don't have, I had, I had jeans to put on. I didn't have a shirt. I didn't pack myself a shirt. Yeah, and I think part of that was I don't 
probably not completely planning on changing and swimming. And then a lot of it is you just taking care of everybody else and not not thinking that far or far well, enough ahead. I fully ahead. intended to have an outfit for myself. I don't know how I fi- how I miss that. I'm glad that I missed it for me and not everybody else. But you know that this was. This was our last day. It's travel day. Travel day is never fun. You're waiting for the Tragical Express to show up. That's not fun. And you want to leave. Like, you want to watch the sunset on your way out of Disney World and just kind of take it in. And we were drenched. And you misplaced your phone at the time. Running across. I was not whatever. happy about that. No, trying to take care of all the kids. That's one of the, another one of those things. You know, you, you it becomes an afterthought because your kids are screaming and you're trying to take care of them and figure that out. So we're sitting. So Jared takes the kids into boat rides. We get some quick service meals. We had some quick service credits left. We go get some quick service meals. And I decide, you know what? I'm not going to go on the airplane with this soaked t-shirt that I was wearing. So I'm going to just go. I'm going to go buy whatever is in this gift shop that... I'm going to be happy to wear multiple times. I'll just go buy it. And you were like, go do it. It's fine. Don't worry about the cost. Just make it happen. So I go in there and I'm looking at the t-shirts. I mean, Disney prices are not cheap. D- t-shirts are like 45 to $50 for a t-shirt. Yes, Disney prices are not cheap. So when I'm looking at these t-shirts, I'm thinking, I don't want to spend $45 on a t-shirt that I don't love. If it's the t-shirt and I need this t-shirt, then when you're in Disney and you're making these kind of decisions and money is of no object because you're in Disney and you're not in the real world, you're like, oh, $45 t-shirt, got to have it. Not like necessarily the best financial decision-making thing, but you set a budget. If you're in your budget, you go with it. And I'm looking around and none of these t-shirts are ones that I really feel like I have to have. So they have these things called spirit jerseys. My favorite sweatshirts that exist. Go look up Disney World spirit jerseys. I love them. They're comfy. They're cute. They're meant to be worn a little oversized. And they're just my favorite thing ever. I have two, I think. Two you spirit jerseys. have two right now. Yeah. Right now? Is there one coming? No. <laughs> Silence. Why are, you, why are you making that face? Um, I need to look. I need to look some up and see what else is there. Uh, so... I go in there and they have these spirit jerseys. They're like 75 bucks. But I would rather spend 75 bucks on the thing that I always refer to it as like, it's the first thing you want to wear out of the clean laundry. Like you look for, I think we all have those shirts or those jeans or whatever it is. That's the, when it gets clean, that's the first thing you're wearing. You can't wait to wear it again. You wear it until you can't wear it anymore. You wash it. And it's the first thing you wear out of the laundry. I would treat a sweatshirt like that a lot more than a t-shirt. So I'm looking around and there's this cute gray, uh, darkish grayish spirit jersey with like a rose gold sequence on it. And they say they have the Disney World emblem on the left side and they say Disney World and sequence in the back. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, gosh, 75 bucks. Like this was an unexpected purchase. It's not like I came there knowing I got to buy the spirit jersey that I want. I was soaking wet. And $75 at the end of your trip after you've spent money on food and everything else and you're stressed out because of the situation that you're in. And now we're thinking about trying to get on the magical express and catch the plane and our laundry. And we've got all this wet stuff we're taking home. Yeah. Soaking wet, soaking wet stroller. Yeah. Trying to get that dry. And now the kids are stressed out and are they going to be okay? And so Jared, them down? Jared says to me, just go do it. He was like, don't look at the price tag. Just get yourself something. Like you were trying to calm me down because I was super stressed out. So I pick out the sweatshirt and I'm like, I'm just going to buy it. And I go up to the uh, cast member who is at the cashier place, and I put it up there, and I said, 
she's checking out and I saw it was gonna be like 82 bucks or something with tax. I don't remember what the total was exactly. 82, 84. And she, uh, I give her my card to charge it and she goes to put it in a bag. I said, you don't need to put it in a bag. I said, I am going to wear it right now. I said, we are our travel day. We're going home today. And we were out of the pool and we just got stuck in this downpour. I said, I'm soaking wet. I don't have anything to change into because my clothes are going on the magical express. And she goes, you're going to wear this right now? And I said, yeah. I said, I don't have anything else to wear that's dry. She goes, well, here, this one's on Mickey. And I was like, uh, what And I, I just looked at her and I said, you mean not pay for it? And she said, yeah, this one's on the mouse. This one's on, this, this one's on Mickey Mouse. And I cried <laughs> at the cashier's and because, and it wasn't so much just like, holy crap, you're giving me this $75 sweatshirt free. She had my card in her hand. She just hadn't swiped it yet. I remember the look on your face as you came walking out of the gift shop with like card in one hand and spirit jersey hanging Stunned. over the other with this dumbfounded look on your face and the like quivering lip, <laughs> red eyes look. And I was thinking, what happened? Like, did our card get like, how, what's going our on? Our card got denied. Like, did we really <laughs> spend that much money? Um, and you just looked at me and you said, they just gave me the sweatshirt. Yeah. And I, you know, in that moment, I don't, I don't know what cast members are told that they can do. I wondered if she had the authority to do that, but she said it twice and I wasn't going to argue with her. Uh, and I clarified, I'm like, I'm going to walk out of this store with this sweatshirt and you're not going to charge me for it. Is that clear? Please sign here, here, and here. But she, she you know, she was adamant about it. And the thing about it was, somehow or another, Walt Disney World understands that in that moment, where the, the place where I was in my vacation and wrapping up this this wonderful time, this wonderful experience with you, Jared, and with the kids and with your parents who came down and your brother and your sister-in-law, our sister-in-law and our, our niece and our nephew, like there'd been this high experience and it was not ending on a high note. And she had this ability to end it on a higher note than it would have ended without the, the, the negative experience that, that, that occurred. Like, she turned something that was so upside down into something that was such a bright spot. And it was, it was evident to me then that, okay, like, nobody's trying to say here that, like, Mickey doesn't care about the bottom dollar. Mickey has a lot of my bottom dollars. <laughs> um, I, I understand that, and I respect it. Like, I have, I have no qualms about the idea that, that Walt Disney World is a massive business machine and that they are a case study and something is worth what people are willing to pay for it. And I'm glad that at this point, Disney hasn't really tested the theory, the ceiling on that. But I mean, seriously, they raise... They raise ticket prices. Sales go up. It's very bizarre. But in that moment, Disney, I think, has gotten to the point where they are that big and that successful because they do it the right way. And they trust their cast members to identify moments just like that where they can make magic. That's what they call it. 
they have magical moments. They can make magic for guests that are staying at Walt Disney World. They invest in that. And I don't know many other businesses at all that focus so much on that. I think it's something that's missing today in the way we do business with one another with an expectation. I think I, I know personally, like I'm not afraid to, if I'm getting screwed on something to come up and challenge something, don't raise your eyebrows like that. <laughs> but I also very much so prioritize kindness. Like there's a right way to do things. There's a wrong way to do things. There's a right way to challenge something. There's a wrong way to challenge. Like you don't there, you deserve in life. Uh, no, let me rephrase that. I deserve in life way less than, than my into my, my immediate intuition and reaction makes me think that I deserve, I deserve, you know, pound the table. It doesn't really work like that. But Disney prioritizes their guests and their guests are my kids. And the magic is written all over their faces. Like it, it it's very difficult to see and have that experience and crave it and want it again. And that's, I mean, that's kind of where the intoxication comes for me. Like, I know that at this time, I, I can't in 15 years go back and experience Disney World with my little kids. Never. Never get that chance. You never get the first chance later. Um, and it'll never be the same later because the kids are different. Um, that moment, that t-shirt or that sweatshirt moment is like, their little, her little spoonful of sugar for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, it helped make the really bad medicine that we were dealing with at that moment in time, go down completely, totally easy all on its own. And it flipped a really, what could have been a really, really negative situation and a really negative. And it wouldn't have been Disney's fault. Absolutely not. Like they didn't have to, they could have been like, Oh, I'm so sorry. That's such, you know, I, I hope this, I hope you enjoy the rest of your stay. Like they didn't have to do it any of that. No, not at all. Not at all. Or what like a lot of businesses I could see doing was offering a small little token of some kind for your trouble or for being there. Here's a free shipping coupon for when you order more stuff from us online or something like that. Disney, it was a $75 t-shirt or sweatshirt. Um, you know, maybe like you said, because Disney is Disney. When you sell $75 sweatshirts, you have a little more give or room to give out some free $75 sweatshirts, but they do all of those things like that to the nth degree whatever they can do to leave that magic that happy happiness inside of you they they go that extra mile yeah and it's it's heartwarming you know i think about we we do this all the time like okay let's use this to advantage our advantage we measure our three-year-old excuse me four-year-old she just turned four we measure our four-year-old i don't know weekly it almost feels like uh, I used this method today to get her to finish her vegetables at lunch. So you did what? it today. Yes. So <laughs> if if she has if she finishes her vegetables at dinner, then we have to measure her tomorrow. She is forty three and a half inches tall with shoes on. Yeah. And forty four inches is flight of passage. Everything except for rock and roller coaster and maybe Everest. I think even Everest is forty four inches. So I think rock and roller coaster. I am is not putting thing. her on those two rides. She can't get on rock and roller coaster. No, she cannot. 50, That's correct. 50-something inches, I think, to get on that one. Everything is there, else is Is our seven-year-old tall enough to ride everything? Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. See, and that's the thing. Like, But she won't ride Splash Mountain. Yeah, I know. The, that's okay. I, on a side note, folks, if your kids don't want to ride rides, you can force them to ride them to the extent that they'll never want. Like, you can scar them. Encourage them. Our trick is, if you, if you try this ride once, any treat in the park... 
that you want. If you try it and then give us your honest feedback, whether maybe maybe you didn't love it, but maybe it wasn't as scary as you thought it was. Maybe in another year or two, you might want to try it again. But if you try it, you pick your treat and we'll go get you a treat. Like if you want to expose your kid to the next thing, let them have it. Like, I mean, we don't let our kids have soda and I'm not like a super strict parent, but I just, it's it's pretty much because you and I have a soda problem. (laughs) That's absolutely true. We have a soda problem. We know it's crap and we can, we can definitely control our kids in that regard. So we'll let them have a soda as a treat if they do something like that. What a, what a, um, eye-opening experience that was for our son. He was so driven to get soda that he rode, which ride was it? Barnstormer? Was it Barnstormer or Splash? One of those no, two. No, it was Barnstormer. He, and now he he was a, He was a scaredy cat. Completely. So we forced, air quotes, forced him on Barnstormer because he wanted to ride it because he wanted to get a soda. And he loves soda, and now he loves roller coasters. And he his plan for this summer is to ride an, every thrill ride at Walt Disney World. Yeah, he has no fear. And honestly, Disney has caused him to grow up in a way that he would not have grown up. Gosh, dang it. What are we doing? <laughs> Keep him small. Keep him little. I mean, he he wouldn't he wouldn't have a way to channel that bravery. And and now, you know, we watch the rides on YouTube, the first person uh like the point of view rides. And Jared puts the little kids in lap and has put Charlie, who's up to my chin in height now, on his lap and, and, you know, drives them through the mine train and Expedition Everest and everything. And it's just a way to kind of inch them. And I, I hate I hate this and I love this, but Disney World's kind of our measuring stick. Like, what? remember last year when they wouldn't blah, 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 and now this year they're da-da-da, and, and, and they're growing up. I just... Oh my gosh, I want to give a little. I keep telling them, like, that they'll be like, I'm going to turn four. And I'm like, you're not allowed to turn four. You're not allowed to do it. Stop it. And, and you know, then they turn four and they're like, I did it anyway. And, and you know, it, it, it makes them laugh, but it, it, it encourages them to try new things, to, to be big and to be bold and brave. And, and it, it's just, it's just, it's just pure happiness. I don't have anything else in my life that allows us to be actively participating with each other where we get to see that, you know, I'm a Christian and, you know, we're church going people. And, and, and that certainly is something that is a foundation to my life and my family. But we get to kind of experience that family that has been given to us, that we get to experience the relationship among us. We get to see people try things and and be thrilled. Like they get to see us be thrilled about things. So, so, so much. Um, Not just the rides, either the experiences, but food and places, uh, culture, all of the the different neat things that you can be exposed to at Walt Disney World. Um, And the way, but really, the littler the better and the magic that happens. Um, The first day, the first day we got there when we flew down for our first trip and we had a brunch booked at Chef Mickey's. And we're waiting in line. Mind you, Chef Mickey's is at a resort. It's not in a park. Not even in a park. It's like it's it's just like a, a very small appetizer to the things to come. But everybody's hungry, and the kids are waiting for. Well, when are they going to call our number? Can we get in there yet? I'm, I want to eat. And then that's not how our kids are. Uh, <laughs> that's a terrible representation of our children. Um, at that moment in time, that's where they were. We'd been on a plane. We got a plane at six o'clock in the morning. Um, it was by then 11, 
So, and Jensen peeks up over the over the divider and looks into the restaurant and sees Goofy. <laughs> and he is seven feet tall with his hat or whatever in costume and character. And she smiled from ear to ear and then some. And her eyes lit up and she was so excited about what was in front of her. That That's something I won't forget. And then... 15 minutes after that, when we get to sit down at our table for the first time, and she looks out the window behind us from uh, the Contemporary Resort where we're eating at Chef Mickey's, and she can see Cinderella's castle for the first time. And we hadn't even been in the park yet, and she was so excited. I can see the castle. I can see that. Like, I can still hear her saying that. There is so much joy and happiness in the children while you're there. It's and that's why you almost go. unending. Yeah. And that's why you go. That's why you do what you do. Well, I want to thank you, Jared, for coming on with me and doing this. And we're probably going to try to bring you and potentially even the kids in. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Or brave. That's that's the type of thing as a mom, like as somebody who is a professional in the media, and I have been in working in media for 14 years now. Oh, that'll be that'll be great. That'll be fun. The kids will be cute. And then you get them in here, and it just ends in shouting. <laughs> Except me going, Jared, get in here, get these dang kids. You know, like, you think it's going to go great, but it might. My Our four-year-old is way more entertaining than I am, and our dog is barking right now. Our four-year-old is fearless. Yeah. Yes. She, I, the, the word I use for her the most is fierce. That's and boy, she is. Uh, we have a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a four-year-old, and I joke that we had the four-year-old to take care of our 10-year-old's girlfriends and our 7-year-old's boyfriends. She's the enforcer. All right. Well, I want you to please consider going to the Pixie Dust Podcast Facebook page, giving us a like there. And if you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, I would love for you to do that. Would you consider it? You can subscribe at radio.com, iTunes, Apple, or I guess it's Apple Podcasts now, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts at. Find the Pixie Dust Podcast, subscribe, and be a part of our community. And talk with us on our Facebook page at Pixie Dust Podcast on Facebook. Also, Erica Murphy, if you are considering, if you have any questions about booking, a lot of question marks up in the air right now about what's open and when and, and, and all the changes. When when there's news to know, Erica is going to know. And if you are interested in having a vacation planned, if you want her assistance, her help, her answers to some of your questions, you can visit her as well. She's connected with the Pixie Dust Podcast Facebook page. Also, Erica Murphy at uh, Magic Expeditions online. Let's see, her email is Erica at magicexpeditions.com. E-R-I-K-A. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with another edition of the Pixie Dust Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.